Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. If you're new here, my name is Maria. This is a channel about spirituality. Please subscribe below so you can see more videos like this one. Today, we're going to talk about what is the difference between source and God. Is there a difference? Is there not? Is there a difference depending on the context? I've gotten a few questions, so figure today we're going to dive deep. Let me start by saying that I very often use the two words interchangeably. When I channel, I use the two words interchangeably. When I speak, I use the two words interchangeably. However, there are nuances that are worth exploring as we're talking about the two concepts. Source is pretty much self-explanatory. It is the being that everything came from. The consciousness that gave birth that created all that we know to be true. Now, even within source, there are layers. Um, I may have made one or two podcast episodes about it. There's not just one source, or rather there is the central source, if you will, almost like the central sun of the Milky Way galaxy. And then there are other sources or smaller particles of source that act as more localized source energies. So the source energy that we all study under, our great teacher, is one of the localized sources. In my channelings, in my work, when I say the word source, 99.99% of the time, I would be referring to the local source of our personal, like our micro vertical, not the larger, broader source of which everything came from. Now, our source is still the creator and creatress, right? It has two facets, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. When I talk about those concepts, they belong to source consciousness, our local teacher, if you will. Everything that we know inside of the world of the matrix and outside of the world of the matrix has been created by this great uh, energy. We have been, <laughs> more often than not, incubated by this great energy. We have been created, more often than not, and there are exceptions to every rule, by the larger, broader source. Now, um, let's talk about the concept of God, because I find that there is a lot of confusion on the face of planet Earth and in the human collective around who God is, what God is. Is God the same thing as source? And that's when we start getting into a hell of a lot of confusion. God universally speaking, is simply a being of great power. It is not a creator of anything necessarily because, you know, looking back in the pantheons, not every god of the Nordic pantheon or the Greek pantheon was a creator god, wouldn't you agree? You know, there were gods and goddesses of love, there were gods and goddesses of death, not all of them were creator gods. So simply put, a god is a being of great power. When we say being of a great power, we have to take things with a grain of salt because it is a being of great power from our limited perspective. Inside of our human vessel, inside of a third dimensional world, a low dimensional world, our perspectives are very narrow. It's like we all have tunnel vision. Now, it is a beautiful thing, right? That's why our souls all chose to be here in this experience. It is a beautiful thing. It is a place where we get to learn so much as souls. However, from our limited perspective, anybody with, 
let's say, okay, any extraterrestrial from seventh dimension is going to be a being of great power. Any extraterrestrial that understands technology and has technology that we don't would be perceived as a being of great power. Anybody with extrasensorial abilities beyond our comprehension would be perceived as a being of great power. Anybody with knowledge beyond our comprehension or beyond what we ourselves can achieve would be perceived as a being of great power. And that is where we get into these pantheons. So all of these pantheons, whichever one we choose to take, like I said, the Nordic, the Hindu, the Slavic, doesn't really matter, any and all of these pantheons, were comprised of beings of great power. More often than not, they were extraterrestrial beings from other planets, sometimes other dimensions that were able to project themselves forth into our time-space reality. They were not source consciousness. They were not the great grand creator of existence that is source. They were simply, from our perspective, so evolved that we couldn't comprehend them in any other way. They were so far away from us that we as humanity couldn't comprehend them any other way than to assign this moniker of a being of great power to them, if that makes sense. Now, when we start getting into <laughs> um, monotheistic religions, right? Because like polytheism, I think people really understand, okay, like, got it. If, you know, if we have a pantheon, I get it that it's not source consciousness that came and incarnated. I think there is a lot of confusion around what happens with monotheistic religions when there is the one great God somewhere, the creator God, by the way, right? Usually, is that source consciousness or is that not source consciousness? And actually, the answer is not so simple because um, technically speaking, <laughs> that's where I have to open up a can of like a can of worms, right? Some of you may be familiar with this, others may not be familiar familiar with this, but human race um, in this experiment experiment that we call humanity was very much a planned endeavor. There are five major laboratories that are run by extraterrestrials on planet Earth, and by the way, they've been run for millennia, like way before Atlantis, way before Lemuria. Um, is when this whole whole thing started. So, you know, planet Earth was quite literally seeded by extraterrestrial consciousness. Um, when monotheistic religions came, um, descended upon the face of planet Earth and said, okay, no more uh, polytheism, right? No more pantheon. There is going to be the one God. Uh, what ended up happening was there is one being of great power, which was not source, that positioned themselves in a way that felt superior to the humans that they created. And that is how you get that creator God, which from the perspective of the human race was really the creator God. So if you look at the Bible, for instance, the God that is talked about in the Bible is not the same God throughout. The Old Testament is talking about a very particular creature and the New Testament talks about source. So when Jesus talks about Father, Jesus talks about source consciousness. The Old Testament of the Bible talks about another God, which I would refer to using my definition of the being of great power, the creator God of humanity. 
And essentially, it's the same God that had hands in creating the Homo sapiens race that was originally incubated in the lab called the Garden of Eden. Again, again, when I say this, I know that there is going to be some of you that are going to throw rotten tomatoes my way, and it is what it is. You know, you get to choose to believe whatever you want. I get to choose to believe whatever I want. How beautiful is this, right? And so, you know, from this perspective, um, that being that created the Homo sapiens race inside of the laboratory called the Garden of Eden was indeed the creator God. And from the perspective of limited human understanding, yes, that, you know, um, that God, that being of great power created everything. However, it is very important to note that the being, that the God of the Old Testament is not source consciousness. Now, another question that I get about this is, uh, or I got about this, was does source incarnate? Does source incarnate? Yes or no? And that's where we get into intricacies again and nuance. There is a perspective, which is true, that says that we all are projections of source consciousness. It is 100% true. Because as students of source consciousness, we are molding ourselves in the image of, of our localized source. We, all of us, are particles of source consciousness from the perspective of the macro source, because we all came when the macro source was dividing itself. That's how we all were birthed. That being said, our localized source does not incarnate in the world that we call the matrix. In fact, um, the matrix was created by source consciousness plus the architect. You know, it, it's their tandem that really birthed this reality. And part of the reason that it was created is because Again, it was created as an artificial, it's almost like kindergarten. It's kindergarten so the children of source can go to study and learn inside of this roller coaster of a system. Source consciousness does not have a need to split itself and kind of like and, and, and incarnate. And I'm talking about our localized source. It doesn't have the need to do that. Because when our teacher, our source, was studying himself or herself, right? Like when that being was studying, that is when it went through worlds like the matrix. Now it is um, existing in a place of wholeness and gets to observe us as beings going through lessons. The matrix is built in a way that source has, it's almost like source is the old seeing eye. It has eyes and ears into everything we are doing, into everything we're feeling, into everything that we're thinking. There is a whole layer on top of the matrix that is the layer of observation that was built specifically for Source to know what's going on at any point in time with each of his students, with each of his children. In, um, but Source does not need to be in the soup to observe the soup. So no, Source consciousness does not um, incarnate. Okay, I hope this um, this made sense to you guys. One, one last thing that I wanted to, one last point. Um, in my books and in my videos, um, very often I talk about Christ consciousness, or sometimes I talk about the concept of God or God as consciousness within. And there's this whole uh, kind of journey that humanity is on right now, which is, you know, from being the slave race that was incubated inside of the Garden of Eden, humanity is coming up to realize that we actually have God, God as potential. 
that we're not to uh, we're not meant to be subjugated all the time. We're not meant to be subordinate, but we are creators within our own right. Um, and you know, so we're going on this evolution arc as a species, right, to hopefully reemerge on the other side as beings of great power. So when I say, you know, find that God goddess consciousness within, I don't mean become source. I mean, find the power of the creator creators within you, right? So I mean God in a more limited sense. I don't mean God as source. Okay, hopefully that cleared a lot of things up. There are, oh my God, so many questions from the collective about what I just said. <laughs> um, I'm getting questions around the Garden of Eden, about the five labs. I'm getting questions right now from you guys about um, the multiple sources and like the, the the different layers of sources. There's so much. Listen, if you want to send me the questions in the comments, because I feel like I've opened just a, a big, big, big can of worms, I will see if maybe I can do like a larger episode on this. Maybe I'll do like a podcast episode. Um, I understand, you know, some of these things, you know, A, there are a there's a lot of control, you know, they're quite controversial. I get it. But hopefully this, this provided an interesting perspective and interesting insight to you around God versus source conundrum. Alrighty, my darling, sending you a big virtual hug. I'll see you the next one. Bye.